you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. It's seeing so many of you here, it's like pre-COVID, it's great. You're, you're, we're proclaiming our faith. And as we know, Mary, under the title of the Immaculate Conception, is the patroness of the United States. So today we really in, ask her to intercede and help those healthcare workers who are dispensing and starting to dispense the vaccination throughout the world, not only in our own country but we pray to Mary as mother. I always get personal on this day because um, I went to Holy Rosary Church when I was a child in Jersey City. And then when I went to college, I went to Seton Hall College and the university, and the university chapel was called Immaculate Conception. The first seminary I went to was the Immaculate Conception Seminary. I left there, taught for a year, and then went to teach. And what I was teaching was the Cathedral School of Notre Dame, Our Lady. After that, I was joined at the seminary again, and I went to St. Mary's Seminary. See, Mary has always been following me. In the front of our home at, in Jersey City, my parents erected a statue of Mary. Uh, it's steel or, or metal of some sort, and it's very heavy. And that has, as big as it is, it has gone with me where I go. So she's now in another home that, in which I live. So Mary has been with me. And when I was first assigned as a deacon, the first assignment was to Our Lady of the Lake. Mary stuck with me. And then what happened in the course of that summer, the Bishop called and said, I have an extra priest. I have to put him at that church. So you're not needed as a deacon. Would you mind going to another parish? So I went to St. Margaret's Church. And when that same bishop, Casey, called me in during the year, and he was very like, he was from Rochester. And he was a big guy. It was like, we used to call him the farmer. He didn't know that. Um, and he'd say, hey, Skirty, you know, come on in and see me. So I went in to see him. And... Um, he said, uh, now this, I had extended my diaconate. Diaconate is usually a year. I took a year and a half because I wanted to finish my degree at Johns Hopkins, as well as the seminary degree in St. Mary's. So he called me in during the summer, and he said, uh, it's about time you get ordained. I, I shouldn't <laughs> make fun of him, sorry, sorry. Uh, um, and he, uh, he says, it's about time you get ordained. When would you like to get ordained? And he had a problem with, with sight. So right over his desk, he had a, a spotlight right on his books. The rest of the room was dark. And so it was kind of intimidating. I was a young deacon. And I sat there in front of him, and I said, well, I said, I have a great devotion to Our, our Lady, and the Immaculate Conception falls on a Saturday this year. Would you mind 
ordaining me on the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. Oh, that's great. 10.15. And, and he was always on time. So he showed up at that church, 10.15. We marched down the aisle. So I was, this is my ordination date. All that to say that. Uh, 47 years. And it's been, it's been wonderful. It's been, well, yeah. Every day has been like an ordination day for me. Um, the first three months of my ministry were kind of challenging. I didn't like the people I was living with. I loved the school I was teaching at, but those three priests were wackos. And they're all gone in various ways. That They're not in ministry any longer. So I guess I wasn't too far off with my observation. But that's, I'm not judging. I'm just saying that's the way it is. Uh, and I often tell people, if I didn't leave my ministry during those three months, actually, I will never leave because nothing could be as bad as they were. And nothing has been. Nothing has been. I've had ups and downs. I've had challenges. But every, every place I've been to, and I haven't been to a lot of ministries. I served at a high school in DePaul High School in New Jersey. And then for 31 years, I was campus minister in William Patterson University. And we built from a little house, we built a bigger house, the bigger house, then a church, and, and it was wonderful. 31 years of, of ministry to young people who were going through changes of life, as, you, as you, we all know college kids go through. And I love being there. I, I, I always remember my, my walk on campus. I didn't always wear a collar. Sometimes I wore it, sometimes I didn't. And when I wore a collar, I had two reactions from students all the time. And eventually it changed because I was there long enough so that I was part of the institution. And they would see the collar, some would see the collar, and they would look down and walk away. Now, they were the ones I would go to and say, oh, by the way, can you tell me which way such and such a building was? And we would start talking. And, and they were the always, always the ones that, I had to say, became friends. And Jerry was one of those. He was a troublemaker in college, but now he's not any longer. I converted him. Um, and, then the, and then the other kids would, would see the collar and say, hey, Father, how are you? Who are you? you know? So I always felt at home on, on a campus of several thousand kids. And the faculty was wonderful. I taught there and counseled there, and I did wonderful things there. But all this to say that at my heart of my ministry has been my connection with Mary, I, it, and it just, it's family stuff, you know, because we're Italian-American, and Mary was important in our family. Um, our devotion to Mary was normal Italian devotion, which was overdone. Um, we would make our, our novena in December as well as May, and make our May altar and December altar to Mary in my, in my room. And my mother and father always, you know, he was, you know, I was a little nut, but they would, they would let me go, whatever they wanted. Whatever I wanted, they would, I wanted flowers for the altar, they'd go out and buy flowers. And my brother was completely different, but he coped with me. I mean, and we got along very well, because it was his room too that I had to share. Um, and, and again, so I, on a day like this, I think of my parents. I think of them and all the ancestors of my, my family, both sides. Um, I don't have my chalice with me here right now. I forgot this morning. Um, it's early mass. Uh, but my chalice was, it's, it's about 100, 150 years old. It's old. It was made in, in uh, Hildesheim, Germany. When I had it refinished as a chalice, uh, I had on the bottom the inscription, in memory of the Skirty and Alemo families, my parents on both sides, families. And whenever I use it, and whenever I say Mass, I think of them. But mostly my mother and father, because they were really 
so supportive, and I think parents are so supportive of, of the vocations of their children, okay? Um, they weren't overdone. I mean, my mother was Sicilian, so she had a little suspicion of, ch of pr priests and church. But, you know, it was a healthy suspicion. Uh, she would go to Mass and, and, you know, she would cook her gravy on Sunday mornings. And when Mass started at, on Sunday nights, she would go to Sunday night Mass. Before that, she didn't. She didn't go to Mass because she, she had to cook. And then when the church instituted the evening Masses, she started going. Um, the, the, my, my philosophy for my father was very interesting. When he found out that I was going to the seminary, now how he found out was interesting. I applied to two schools. One school I applied to was Seton Hall University. The other school was Jersey City State College then. And if I went to the college, I would major in art. And I still maintain my, my artistic interest. And if I went to the, to, uh, the uh, Seton Hall, I would major in theology and maybe again, eventually go to the seminary. But my deal with God was, and it's all right to have deals with God, I think. Um, my deal with God was, the school that accepts me first, I will go to. Okay? Now, that's, that's flip of a coin. Applied the same time to both, send grades to both. And one Saturday morning, my mother said, you have mail. My mother didn't have an accent, but she didn't have a command of the English language, so sometimes she fudged certain words. She says, what's, what's divinity school? She mispronounced the word divinity. I said, divinity school? I don't know what that is. She says, um, well, you got mail from uh, Seton Hall Divinity School. I said, oh. I says, it's probably Seton Hall Divinity School. Let me see what it says. And, and it was an acceptance letter. So I said, um, they accepted me. She said, what, what's that for? I mean, my niece and nephew now get very involved with the applications of their kids going to college essays and letters of recommendation. We did none of that. You know, I just wrote it out, sent it in. And so she didn't really know which I was applying to. So I said, well, if uh, they accept me and I go to the seminary, I'll, I'll be a priest. And she says, okay. And we said, that was it. That was, you know, an Italian mother's response to her son going to the seminary. So she passed that on to my father. And one day, not long after that, I was tying my shoe. It was a Saturday night. I was going out with friends. And he was at the kitchen table reading his news. And he looked over to me and he says, um, oh, mom says you want to you be a priest. And I said, yeah. He says, okay. He said, whatever you want, we'll be with you. Oh, my God, how simple that was. But what an impression it made on me. And these people were simple. My father never graduated grammar school. My mother made it to eighth grade. But they were faithful people, and not holy roller faithful people, just down-to-earth faithful people. They, they knew God in their lives, and they knew charity in their lives, and they balanced both in a beautiful way. And that's what they taught us, uh, their, their children, how to, how to live the, the Catholic life, the Christian life. So Mary stayed an important part of our family, and when I look at her, a down-to-earth woman, she wasn't expecting anything from God, she was raised by her mother, St. Santa Anna and Joachim. And when the messenger of the Lord, the Angelos, appeared to her, I don't know what that was like. It, I, it could have been like one of you coming up to a person. It could have been a, something extraterrestrial. I don't know. It doesn't say. But the angel said to her, Hail, full of grace. It was like a greeting. And full of grace. Grace is God's life within us, 
full of grace? Blessed are you among all women. You're the, you're the best of all the women there are. And she didn't understand. What, what kind of greeting was this? What are you talking about? And, you know, it, it wasn't like something extraordinary, but for her it was. And you've been chosen to be the temple of the Holy Spirit, the tabernacle of the Most High, to bear in your womb the Son of God. And that was an invitation. That wasn't a mandate. That was an invitation. And she said, well, in Latin we say, fiat voluntas to it. Yes, according to your will, let it be. And she accepted. When we accept God's way in our lives, we go forward. And it's not easy. It's not pleasant. It's not all, all the time. But it's sure and secure and strong. I apply that to myself, and I hope all of us can apply it to ourselves. Looking at Mary as a role model of saying yes to God and accepting his will in our lives. And, and who is God other than the Ephesians letter tells us God is our God in heaven, the creator of all, and the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And through Jesus Christ, we become God's children. We're adopted children of God. And Mary was, of course, very instrumental with that. So we look to Mary not as a goddess, but as the mother of God, the Otakos, we call her. And whenever we see Mary, especially in the Byzantine style, she's always with Jesus. Because that's, that's her claim to fame. That's the reason we honor her. And all of us should gather together whenever we pray and honor Mary with Jesus as the heart of our faith. He teaches us love. He teaches us patience. He teaches us all, all the ways to get to God by improving and loving the world. Some of us follow him clearly. Some of us not so much. But as a family of faith, we pray for her inspiration, her guidance, and her continued example. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too. And with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus. Made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. 
Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV.